Welcome to the Cell Culture Dish podcast, optimizing process development early, a critical factor in successful viral vector scale-up and large-scale manufacture. I'm Brandy Sargent, editor of the Cell Culture Dish. Joining me today is John Ketz, process development senior scientist at Andalin Biosciences, and Dennis Cole, director of Accelerator Process Development Services at Paul Corporation. Thank you for joining me today. I'd like to start today by talking about some of the challenges that the industry is still facing in scaling up gene therapy manufacturing. Could you share which issues you feel are most pressing? Before I answer the first question on the challenges that the gene therapy development and manufacturing faces, I would like to first highlight the forward strides that the gene and cell therapy field has made in the last few years with several approved therapies and over 2,000 trials ongoing worldwide. But while the immense potential of these personalized therapies is becoming more and more clear, the challenges and bottlenecks surrounding their development and manufacturing are also becoming a reality, especially as the needs to produce and deliver sufficient amounts of these complex therapies in a timeline that meets patient demands are increasing. And the increase in IND applications for cell and gene therapies is creating a really crowded space, resulting in increased demand as well as competition for resources. And so access to qualified labor has become a significant bottleneck and likely will continue to remain so, at least for the foreseeable near future. Lack of standardized approaches for gene therapy modalities is another challenge that can increase the risk of failure modes. It can result in increased process complexity due to the need to screen large number of variables uh, and can result in extended development times, which in turn affect the time to market for these needed therapeutics. In addition, uh, the availability of manufacturing capacity is also becoming quite limited, uh, with the field reporting significant backlog that can extend to as much as 16 to 18 months uh, for being able to find available manufacturing capacity. Just to add a little bit onto what Dennis mentioned, at Andalin, we also see a lot of these capacity issues um, in working with a lot of our clients. Um, This is something that we also try and address. In my work in our process development, one thing that Dennis also mentioned was, you know, the speed um, and consistency in the scale-up. And that's one of the things that we try and address as one of our more important factors. Um, So moving between our small flask and benchtop studies, there are a lot of different challenges that need to be addressed when we move into those larger production scales that you might not be aware of or don't encounter at small scale. And that's one issue that we try and address and be mindful of in all of our experimentation in our development group. One of the things I wanted to follow up with was looking at these challenges, what is the best way that we can really address these moving forward? Yeah, well, it is expected that the demand for clinical and commercial manufacturing for advanced therapies will continue to increase as more drug development companies enter the space and new therapies continue their development journey. And as a result, though, the backlog currently observed would likely continue to remain present, if not expand. So while large pharma and a few larger biotech companies may have the resources to internally support their clinical development and manufacturing needs, most of the smaller and medium-sized drug development companies will continue to face challenges associated with quick access to qualified labor 
access to extensive process expertise, and available manufacturing capacity. And I believe this is where groups like Paul's Process Development Services and Andalin Biosciences can play an important role and provide support through partnerships and collaborations. These types of collaborations really can provide the necessary resources and support for therapy developers to target shrinking the development timelines, reducing the risks associated with process development, and scaling to commercial scale, and also offer the necessary capacity and ultimately accelerate their time to market. And in addition, Paul and Danaher integrated single-use bioprocess offerings provide scalable solutions that can reduce some of the risks associated with the development and manufacturing of biotherapeutics. These solutions really target to alleviate some of the bottlenecks and risks associated with the lack of standardized approaches. One such example being the use of Icelis Bioreactor as a scalable platform for uh, Ethereum cell processes. To address a couple of things that we see in our development work, to handle the scale-up, uh, one thing we try and focus on uh, we want to create a robust model at our small scale to ensure the consistency of the product when we move into the larger scales. So what we try and do is to account for any of the differences that we might have and identify and define all of our critical process parameters um, throughout the whole process. And then so we try and test the limits of all of these in our model creation. So then when we are able to work with uh, a group like Paul, we have more consistency and confidence in the platform. So when we are able to do this scale-up work, we know that it can work the first time um, and we don't spend multiple rounds of experimentation doing large-scale development. And to uh, address um, another point that Dennis mentioned about capacity issues, uh, that's something we're also aware of. We're currently building a new manufacturing facility at Andalin that will hopefully be able to handle a lot more large-scale manufacturing for these gene therapies that are coming online. That's really interesting. I love hearing about where we're at right now, too, with the manufacturing capacity, because I think it's a really important issue. So thank you for that update. Moving on, I wanted to talk a little bit about the key factors that developers should consider in deciding which is the right technology for scale-up. Could you talk to that a little bit? Yeah, so where we stand today, it is important to realize that there's currently no one-size-fits-all approach when it comes to production platforms and production systems for gene therapies. And there is a multitude of factors that cell and gene therapy developers must consider when deciding what is the right technology and platform for scale-up? And during this journey, it is imperative to evaluate the target patient population size, the overall product demand, and the timelines that are associated with the clinical trial milestones. And in parallel, this all needs to be done with assessing the risks associated with each development and production platform, and also evaluating the advantages and challenges associated with each solution. And I also believe that it is very important to think about a therapy's commercial scale needs as early as possible in the development process. And starting this exercise early on really offers an opportunity to think about scalable manufacturing solutions early in the development process and likely lead to better process understanding and simplifying the transfer of the process to a manufacturing scale that meets the program's needs. From my side, uh, kind of keeping with the same theme about direct scale up and how that translates. 
it's really imperative to have confidence in all of those small bench scale studies um, and be able to work with maybe a company like Paul and be able to translate all of that into your large production needs, which can help the the backlog um, and increase manufacturing demands um, by maybe limiting a lot of the time spent on these large scale um, experiments on your product. And I wanted to switch gears a little bit and talk about your upcoming webinar. I'm really excited to see it. You'll be presenting how you scaled up an AAV manufacturing process to 500 liters. Would you both share some of the highlights that you'll be presenting during the webinar? Yeah, a lot of what I will be presenting is on how at Andalin, we use the design of experiment studies for creation of a model that um, is uh, robust enough that when we developed it at a small flask and bench scale level, we were able to translate all of those optimized parameters into a 50-liter Paul bioreactor. So I'll be presenting a lot of our statistical approach um, and some of the results around these experimentations, how we thought of and experimented around some of these issues that we would see once we moved from just a small flask and bench bench top into a 50-liter bioreactor, Um, and then how we transferred that platform to Paul to help scale into a 500-liter bioreactor. To add a little bit to what John said, really optimizing and successfully scaling a viral vector process to manufacturing scale is really not a trivial process, and it does require extensive process knowledge and expertise. And one of the major hurdles is scaling the process while maintaining good process control, demonstrating equivalent productivity, and also maintaining product quality attributes. And during the webinar, I will discuss how Paul's process development services team can support gene therapy development companies and then dive deeper into the specific approach that we took during our collaboration with Andalin Biosciences to take transfer process in at the 50 liter scale, and then the steps that were taken to scale the process to 500 liter using the Paul Allegro bioreactor platform. I will share some data that demonstrate the successful process scalability from 50 liter scale to the 500 liter scale, and then resulting in comparable viral vector production, as well as comparable recovery between the two different scales Again, using some downstream technologies like the Stacks uh, filtration platform that Paul offers. That sounds great. Thank you for sharing a bit about what you'll be covering and giving us some highlights. We'll be sure to include the link to the webinar in the show notes so that listeners can go and sign up and see the webinar as well. I thank both of you for coming today. This was really interesting and appreciate your time in discussing this really important topic around AAV manufacturing. Is there anything else that you'd like to add for listeners today before we say goodbye? Yeah, I I just want to say that we're living in really exciting times. Uh, The the gene therapy journey through process development, as well as industrialization, is really a complex one. But the benefits of successful development and robust commercial processes are really huge. And we're all witness to the extraordinary impact that development and manufacturing of these therapies has on the patient lives. We're also starting to see the great impact that these therapies are really having on shaping the future of the life science industry in general. And personally, I can say that I'm extremely excited to be part of this journey, and I'm even more excited to be part of the team that 
is committed to improving patients' lives and does not stop innovating. Uh, I'm hoping that I will see many people join the webinar and continue these great discussions there. And just add on to what Dennis mentioned, this is like a very mission-focused project for us. So our goal at Andalin is always patient-focused and patient-oriented, and that's our number one mission. All of our work has the end goal of improving people's lives, and it's exciting to be a part of projects like this where we know we're really helping to drive the field and to see what outcomes of our work is going to help the field and then in turn all the patients that need these therapies. It is a very exciting time and really I just always looking forward to seeing what's next in therapeutics for patients. So this is wonderful. Thank you so much for your time today. Really appreciate it. Again, we'll put the webinar information in the show notes so that uh, listeners can attend the webinar as well. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you you for joining us for this edition of the Cell Culture Dish podcast. To listen to other podcasts related to the discovery, development, and manufacture of biologics, please visit us at www.cellculturedish.com. And for downstream process topics, www.downstreamcolumn.com.